Hi, next chapters. I hope you've been well. I hope you've been thriving in your respective corners in the world. It's been quite a ride uh, for the past few weeks. I've been quite busy merging, collaborating, thinking, playing with so many ideas as the year closes down and slows down. I have a couple of surprises and some conversations I've had with amazing people. Today I sit down with confidence coach and also entrepreneur Alit Winkler. She shares a few anecdotes about how she became the confidence coach and the industry she's in in terms of building people's confidence and their image. I hope you enjoy it and as usual please please don't forget to be kind to yourself. Can you tell me a little bit more about who you are and where you come from? You're a wife, you're a businesswoman, you're a confidence coach. Give us a picture of who Alette Winkler is. Oh, wow. Thank you for the opportunity. I just want to quit this. Um, I am the youngest of four siblings, um, grew up in Joburg, then moved to a farm in Wittbank. So I've been, I've been around. And then I went to the University of Johannesburg, where I actually studied journalism, funnily enough. So I um, thought I was going to go, go into TV because I loved, I, when, I, when I see a camera, I come alive. So I thought I wanted to be a TV presenter or a news reader. <laughs> Yeah, that never happened at that stage. Um, and then after my, or during my honors year, I actually started working at a company because my dad said to me, I'm done. You must now start paying for yourself. I, um, you know how it goes. So I started a site, a part-time, or not a part-time, a full-time job on the side. Um, and it became such a full-time thing that I never actually finished my honors um, and went into the corporate industry for seven years, like rat race, Joburg traffic, long hours just just i mean it was just hectic and i was so unhappy in my soul because i knew this was not what i was made to do and then i met my husband we got married um, a year after we got married we he got the opportunity to play in a in a musical abroad um, and we traveled the states and canada and japan and it was just wonderful for us to be like newlyweds it was it was you know, it's fun to be traveling the world and being on the road but it's also tough because you live from a suitcase it's not and that's not fun so i've always had a love for dressing up and for style and every time every night when he's performing in a in a theater i would be at the hotel room watching tv and then i would be watching the style network i, I mean there are so many channels that you can choose from but every time i end up at the style network watching every possible makeover show um but never ever did it occur to me that it can actually be a career or you can you can make a living from it never once and then once back in south africa i could go back to my corporate job and i just said no i believe this is god's way of um of getting me out of that rat, rat race and, and starting to do what i was born to do not knowing what it was i still thought it was something to do with tv or i, I just didn't know and then about three months in um from since we got back um heinz was in a a, a soap opera Binnenlandish, and he got home one day and he was so excited and he told me i got your i found your job i found your job and i'm like that that sounds interesting what is that gonna be 
and he finally told me that the lady who dressed them on Binnenlanders, she came into the studio that day floating. She was so excited and he asked her, why are you so happy? And then she said she came across this course and she did it in image consulting and, and she ex explained everything that it entailed. And he's like, oh my word, this is my wife. She must do it. And I had a meeting with her and three weeks later, I signed up for the course and I did it. And it's 13 years later and the, the rest is almost history. So I started doing image consulting and I did makeovers and corporate consulting and go, going into companies and, and teaching them how to sit and stand and talk and what to do and first impressions and body language and all of this because it's, it's really everything. It's, it's, it's very much everything. And about five years ago, I got the opportunity to, to buy the company that trained me to now be able to train other image consultants. And that's how the South African Image Academy was. Um, well, I wasn't born. I, I just took it over. That's where I started with it. And the moment I got the company, I had the opportunity to now um, do my own thing and, and, and do something that I've actually dreamed of since I started doing image consulting is to develop an app that if I sit with my client, I can put all my client's details in. This is your coloring. This is what you should wear. And they go and shop with their app. They have all their recommendations on their app. They never have to come to you again if they don't need to. Everything is there for your face shape, for your body shape, for your coloring, for everything it's on the app. And then we found that many a time you um, you don't get what you need in the shops because it is preferable that you, you, you dress according to your features and your shape and your coloring, etc. And so I thought if if you see a need, fill a need. <laughs> so I created a clothing range that is like designed with you in mind where we, we, we dress you according to body shape and we have four patterns and four um, colors of each garment to make sure that everybody can wear their different season or etc. And then obviously my latest baby, um, the confidence company was birthed when I had the opportunity to purchase Girl School, which is my, my newest, youngest, most exciting thing. And I'm, I'm so passionate about this, um, this endeavor and this venture, because I really believe that with Girl School, we can, um, influence and change a whole generation of girls. And then, and then our dream is to obviously take it over to boys as well, because Boys are human and they also need something like that. And I'm a mother of four children and I'm a wife and we have a church. <laughs> and that is me in a nutshell. <laughs> That's incredible. That's an incredible journey. Um, here at the Next Chapter podcast, I am launching a video series where I talk to different people and you're the first guest that I've had on my YouTube channel and also on the podcast as well. So I'm really excited because this is going to launch a series where we talk about this, this idea of involving confidence in whatever we do because i speak a lot about failure in my in my in my podcast but in the youtube channel i speak a lot more about really giving creatives the platform and the capacity to learn about themselves even further and go deeper into who they are so i'm really excited to know more about your confidence school the girls school and really know more about how do you deal with the challenges that we face as a community in the creative industries because you work with image consultant you talk about image consulting you talk about confidence you talk about having a church because that's part of our spiritual well-being um, and you talk about being a mother and a wife and all these different things. Um, my second question to you, Alette, is what inspires you every day when you wake up in the morning? 
Wow, that is a that is a good question. <laughs> um, I think I think at the root of it, it is for me to be able to play a role in transforming people for the better, to call forth the gold out of people, to actually to make it easy to bring to bring the person back to who God created them to be. I I know that each one of us were created with a blueprint, with a certain personality, with a certain um, hair color in mind, with a certain um, body shape, with everything. And we, and and stuff happens to us from a young age, even from before birth. Stuff happens to us, and, and issues come into our lives, and we believe lies about ourselves, and and we tend to do, we just get off the track of who we were created to be. And I I I am so passionate about. Um, helping people to deal with their issues so i i know i mean i'm it's it seems like it's all about the outer and the what you dress and what you wear but i i i said last night in a webinar that i held that it is um it's just it's just a tool it was just god's way of of getting me the giving me the platform giving me the people they come for a makeover but it doesn't help me that i give you a makeover on the outside but your heart is rotten and it's hurt and it's full of unforgiveness and bitterness so it's like no we have to get to that because otherwise i will see you in three weeks time and you're going to be right back where you were whereas if we deal with the issues if you forgive your father if you forgive your transgressors you will be a different person even without a makeover it will show on your face you'll be renewed and light and to see that every single week when i do makeovers i sit with them for two hours in the beginning and i'm just just tell me your story and then it's like as if they just tell me everything like this person said this to me this person did this to me and then we just deal with it okay what is the lie that you believe because of that and who do you need to forgive and the moment they're done they are a different person immediately so that that makes me happy to see people transform for the good become whole oh my word I, i would i would wake up every day to see that happen i'm excited you talk about the inner part of ourselves and what plays a role when we go through stuff in our in in our inner world um because we're talking about image and how we look like and we're on camera now and we 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 often have this persona that we exude when we meet people but our inside is not really not really uh going the way we'd like it to go um what advice would you give young people or young women who are going through a journey of rediscovering themselves and transforming transforming themselves at the moment i think it is it is important to to know your identity because i think the problem that young women especially have in in these days that we live in is we are or they are i'm not so young anymore they are but women in general we are um exposed to social media and to the media and we are constantly comparing ourselves to other women we do that on a daily basis and then we want to wear what that one's wearing and then we want to do what that one's doing and then we want to pose like that one's posing and then so you in the process you just lose yourself you don't even know who you are anymore and 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 that's once again getting back to who god made you to be because if we we are all part of the body of Christ, I believe. And if it, we all we can't, all can't be hands. You don't have a body with just hands and you don't have a body with just eyes. We all have to play our part to make this a perfect body and to, to help build the community. Everybody has something to add. And if you are going to try and be someone else, we are going to miss out on what you were supposed to add 
to this community, to this family, to this society, to the world. Um, so I think it, it gets back to the root of who am I? Who was I born to be? Acknowledging it, um, accepting it, knowing that you are perfectly and wonderfully made. It doesn't matter if your thighs are big or whether your hair is curly or straight. You were made exactly how you were supposed to be made and you should embrace it and love yourself. There's something that happens when you start loving yourself with all your faults that you think you have. There's literally something chemically that happens in your body the moment you start having gratitude towards yourself, towards your body. Thank you to my big buttocks for being able to bear four children. Like just any excuse that you can have to say thank you. There is something that happens and you start appreciating your body more. Um, but yes, to get back to the question, it's, it's a matter of just just understanding who you are because i think we live in a world where people just they don't know anymore and and because of life and because of circumstances and because of childhood trauma we get we get shoved and just shunted and they just lose it so i i my my dream is and and you may ask how do they do it how do they get back to it it's it's getting back to who created you who's your creator who made you get back to your creator and ask him okay who am i supposed to be and he will reveal to you it's very visible through your natural talents and your natural gifts and your natural things that you're good at that that is already a, a massive hint towards what you should do and if you have a talent to do accounting and mathematics that is amazing it's not less of a talent than singing or dancing yeah. we need that we the whole world can't be singers and dancers yeah. so whatever it is whether you love baking whether you love spending time with the elderly recognize what are your natural gifts and talents and start investing into that because i have been in a place in my life more than once where 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 i find like god where do i go we need to make money we, we and, he, and he, he constantly asks me what do you have in your hand exactly. what do i have in my hand and then when I give what I have in my hand, he multiplies it like freaking abundantly. So that's my, <laughs> I can talk about this the whole day, as you can see. I can see the passion and I can talk to you about it all day, all night, because I think it's important. I've been, I've been doing this work since the pandemic started and it was an inner conversation that I had with myself when things were not going well in my life, in my creative journey. And I invited my own mother to be my guest speaker when I launched this podcast. And people tuned in, my friends tuned in, my people that I never thought would actually come on board came online and supported me on Zoom and said to me, this is a conversation we want to see all the time because we also want to see women coming together and talking about their own challenges, but also speaking about what what made them transform what made them have that different mm. eye, eye level or that different point of view or that mm. different kind of opinion around their own spiritual and wellness as the spiritual lives and their own little um uh, change mm. right and my 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 indi my my sort of idea around the, the the conversation when it comes to the creative industries is to empower young people specifically in south africa who don't necessarily have the 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 tools to kind of do what they need to do right now but to also equip them with the necessary knowledge 
when they actually have the the internet at the, their fingertips and i think one of the reasons why you're so amazing is that you've actually gone a step further and went into the app world so can you tell us a little bit more about mm. your app and what it does when people want to connect with you and connect with your business yes absolutely <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so um our first version of our app is uh it works like um say for example my consultant sits with a client they put in their measurements like the bust the waist the hip measurement and then the app like it works out the body shape and then according to the body shape it gives you your recommendations as to which bottoms you should wear whether it's pants or skirts or shorts and which tops you should wear for your body shape so you have all the recommendations on your app when you go shopping like i can wear that skirt i shouldn't wear that skirt i can wear that blouse i need poofy shoulders to balance out my hips i need this etc it also determines your style personality where we have a test where you have to choose your favorite items um, your favorite handbags your favorite shoes and then it gives you who are you when you get dressed because i love the fact that we have clothing to portray who we are clothing is not just there to protect us and to keep us warm it is a form of communication it's a form of telling people whether you're extroverted or introverted whether you are lively and bubbly whether you are elegant and or chilled it is just it's a it's a form of non-verbal communication and i think that is absolutely just magnificent and i i want to inspire people to use that tool you don't have to open your mouth but by what you wear by how you sit and by how you stand and how you um portray yourself people can have you're like an open book people can read you with yeah you know, without saying a word and then also what is very important on the app is your colors that you can wear so all of us there are actually 12 different groups that you can fall into according to your skin color eye color and hair color and according to the temperature of that and the intensity so whether it is a cool a cool if, if i look at you for example if it's a cool brown or a warm brown um, whether it's a shiny skin or a dry skin all of that plays a role into determining which colors you should wear should it be warm and muted or warm and clear should it be cool and muted or cool and clear and it is incredible to see if we put different colors in front of people how they transform even if it's just a slight difference if it's a difference in temperature where they look amazing in the one and then you put the other one and it's like oh it just dra drains all the color right from your face so wearing the right color is absolutely profound it it I said to somebody the other day, we read on the internet that you should, when you go for an interview, wear red and you must power dress. But if you should not wear bright red, then it's not going to be to your advantage. You have to wear what's going to work for you. Once again, we have to get back to who you are. Um, so you have all your colors on the app and then you can just click on the button and it opens your color. You can hold the phone next to the garment and see whether it is your colors. But our next app, the, the, re, the rebirth, the reborn version is being launched probably in the next two or three weeks. It is next level. It is so beautiful. It has so many more options. We went into swimwear, into skirts, dresses, shorts, jackets, coats, necklines, um, earrings for your neck length, your face shape, hairstyles, hair colors, which metals should you wear? Should you wear shiny gold versus silver or matte or whatever? So it's it's everything. It's literally, we call it the pocket stylist. It is a stylist in your pocket that you have on you. You will not lose it because you, you don't lose your phone and if you lose your phone then you just download it again and you're going to have it again yeah so that helps um 
because we, I, I want to see people thrive. I want to see people become the best versions of themselves. And, and, and this is a tool. And you know what is so amazing? I do masterclasses where I, and even online masterclasses where people don't even see me, but we, we analyze them online and we give them the app so they don't even see me in person and they still have enough knowledge to go and shop with their apps. And the testimonials that I get from that is just profound to say, your app has helped me so much. I'm making the right choices. I'm saving so much money because Palesa, you won't even believe it. There is a statistic that says that all of us wear 20% uh, of the clothes in our cupboards 80% of the time. So we have that few that we love and adore and we have a whole wardrobe full of stuff that still probably have tags on. Um, and if there is a, a mathematical sum, let me just grab my calculator here. If you conservatively have 375 items in your wardrobe, which is very conservative if you add your shoes and your accessories and your underwear and your swimwear and everything at a very conservative price of 375 Rand, which is not a lot. Something in Willie's sale is 375 Rand marked down. That is like the sale price. Mm. That is 140,625 Rand mm. that we spend every six to eight years on our wardrobes. And we don't realize it because it's a little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit, little bit. Mm. If we don't wear 80% of that, that is 112,500 Rand that we've wasted. And the main reason that we don't wear that, it was the wrong style for you, it was the wrong color for you, or it was the wrong style personality. Maybe it was the right style and color, but it's just not you. You don't like frills and pearls and lace and what, what, what. So it is for your own budget, it is so worth investing into finding out what should I actually wear and then focusing on that and stop spending money on stuff that you don't love. We want to we want to spend money on things that we already know. You actually can't wait to wear that again. You have to work through your wardrobe and you can't wait to wear that again. Um, so yes, it, it's a tool to empower people to be able to become the best versions of themselves in a nutshell <laughs> in a nutshell so for those people that that know you as heinz winkler's wife can you tell us a little bit more about your journey as a mom how that has been how that has influenced you to be the kind of woman that you are today uh we remember heinz uh, oh. winkler as the idol's winner and the the journey that he's taken over the years and now you mentioned that you have a church. Tell us a bit more, because he's a creative, you're a creative, you have a creative home, you have creative children, I suppose, yeah. I'm assuming. How that is like to be with a husband like him and also be a mom at the same time? Oh, that's a beautiful question. So so I, I always knew since I was young that I always, um, I called myself God's, um, well, one of God's, what do you call it, teacher's pets. I, I yes. just kept on telling myself that I'm one of his favorites and I am going to marry someone special and it's it's not going to be normal. I, I It's as if God prepared me for, I'm, I'm not going to have a normal life. life. Normal in the sense of exactly. life. You, yes. you understand? <laughs> so when I met Hines in a, in a very supernatural way, um, I knew, I, the moment I met him, I knew he was my husband and I knew this was it. I knew this is what God meant when he said it's going to be different. Yeah. And if I, if, if I now, 16 years later, look back at our life and our marriage, neither of us could have married anyone else. It was just like we were literally created for one another. And, um, and to know that you know that you know that you married the spouse that God gave you, it's just, 
it's it's amazing because you know there's no way out they trials and and, and tribulation tribulation is going to come but there's nowhere out we have to sort it out this is what god intended for us we're going to see this through um, and i think just on that note i think people get married so easily and they just don't take it seriously and they don't even know if they, and then after three years oh no it's not it's not really then there are children involved that are broken it's just they don't think of the repercussions and and they don't take marriage seriously and i'm, I'm we are also very passionate about marriage so we have we have ever since we got married we have traveled to different churches he was at first invited to sing at different churches because they knew he was a christian even though he wasn't into christian music and then after a while he, he went into christian music and then it was more traveling to different churches and every time we left a church um we we would discuss this and like did you like that of the church and what did you think about that part of the church and i i literally remember one saying to heinz it's as if god is preparing us for our own church like we want to take from them what we like and do things differently or whatever but i, I mean i it, it was always in both our hearts i believe but like one day like when we are old and retired maybe we'll have a church it wasn't even you know wasn't on the cards for us and then came lockdown and and we we actually also spontaneously were invited once by church about five oh no like eight seven eight years ago to do a marriage seminar and we we're like we we can't do that we don't have experience in that we're not counselors or and they said no we really want you to come and do it so we worked out to different topics and we we just it was the first time we just chatted from our own lives and it was such an incredible success and god gave so much breakthrough in different marriages that we thought okay well we, we really are passionate about marriages and then when lockdown came and we've done it again a few times at different churches when lockdown came i made a makeup tutorial <laughs> i just had a baby i had a lockdown baby um, and I was doing, I started, because now I had time, I just started doing makeup tutorials every now and then when my baby is sleeping and, and they just went viral. I just, I don't even know. People just love that because I think they also now had time to come and try out makeup techniques. And one day, um, they always on the comments or after a makeup tutorial, they would say, how's your baby sleeping? What milk is she using? Is she drinking? How often? And they would just keep on asking different questions. So I, I actually one day made a post and I said, just ask me anything. Yeah. And then everything, it was something of everything, of marriage, of flipping anything and everything, mm. raising children. So I thought, okay, I was not going to be able to answer this by typing, I'm gonna do a live where I'm gonna go through your questions and answer it. So that's what happened one day. One day. And then somebody asked me on the live, Heinz was sitting behind the computer because he's always my technical guy. Yes. And they asked me about marriage. Like, how do you keep your marriage alive? And I said, listen, let's hear from the horse's mouth. And I called him on the screen and we just chatted about marriage. And the people asked questions. And, and what we realized that day that there was really a need for, because people were now stuck in their homes and they're not used to it. Mm. I think what helped us a lot was that first year when we got to travel, we were in each other's faces 24 seven. And, no, and most marriages don't have that, especially in the beginning. You have your honeymoon, three weeks, fabulous if you have that. Then you get back and he goes to work or you go to work and you see each other at night and over weekends. That That is the normal life. Whereas we had to, um, we we probably had the, the time of like seven years of marriage in one year of just seeing each other constantly, having to work through things, having to like be in each other's faces. And I think that helped a lot to work through a lot of things in the beginning of our marriage already. So now people are stuck at home. They are really working on each other's nerves. Mm. And we asked a few 
critical questions and then they just said yes and we asked should we have an online marriage seminar and they were like yes and, be, and we asked would people pay because i mean we also have to make money exactly. which we can't do it for free exactly. we are also in lockdown exactly. um, and we have we decided, okay, we're going to have a marriage seminar every Thursday evening for 10 weeks for an hour and a half to two hours. We started at nine. We sometimes went on to 11, half past 11 at night because people had nowhere to go. Ooh. And we had to make sure all our kids were in bed already. And more than 500 couples signed up for this, which was ridiculous. And it was so amazing. Every week, every week, the relationship we build and the bond we build with these people, it was very interactive. We would ask questions and they would tell us in the chat. And um, so often during the course, people say to us, oh my word, it would have been so amazing if you had a church. If you had a church, we would come to your church. It was, I mean, and still, even then, we, it, I never thought, and then soon after that, it was we were still in lockdown. Heinz just started feeling that God is speaking to him. That something is happening. It's, and he went away for a weekend. And he also said, God, like long time, that's not fair. And, he, and God said no. And he gave him a date. And it was two months from when we were there. And he got home. He said, God, you're going to have to speak to my wife. You're going to have to change your heart because I don't see myself as the typical pastor's wife. I grew up in a, in a parsonage. My mom was a pastor's wife and I saw all the other pastor's wives and I'm like, no, I don't have the same hairstyle. I don't wear the same jewelry. I, I am not the cook and tea tani. I don't have time. I am a businesswoman. I can't, I, I'm not, I'm not arranging the, the ladies events. I literally pitch up and I talk and I go. That's what I do. I, that's, that's my story and I, we, we laugh about it now but I mean at that stage I was like what but I opened my bible and God said it's he literally said it in so many words it's time to build my church and I'm like okay and we started a church and it is amazing it's now our second birthday in this month and how it has grown and how we are outgrowing we've been through, through three venues and we're outgrowing the venue every time and my husband just to get back to him he has never been as alive as he is right now. And he would gladly tell you it's 20 years this year since Idols, how he had to go through the journey for God to give him the platform exactly. to, to, to grow him, exactly. to, cult, to almost cultivate him. Um, and he is alive like he's never been. He loves, we, we do the worship together every Sunday. So he is, he's, oh, it's, it's rough because he, worship he's set up he's preaching he has to have all the technical things ready have the slides ready it's very much still still us being very involved but we have a lot of amazing volunteers but yes we love it our children loves it our children are um they are growing up in it they we have a culture of godliness in our house it doesn't make them be good children all the time believe me not at all <laughs> they yell and they fight and they scream and they're all um loud and flipping over the place but we love doing family together and we know that we are where we are supposed to be definitely and i love the next chapter that you are in with with heinz and your confidence school your girls school i'd love to have you back and talk about the girls school and what are you doing in the community with young children and young boys and girls and um because we are going to to have you again i hope you we're gonna have you again please say yes, yes. <laughs> um, um to, to, to talk about the girls school because that's part of that's part of what i actually want to to engage you on about community development and community work that you're doing in the western cape 
and internationally and also locally. So thank you so much, Alet, for having uh, the opportunity, oh. for giving us the opportunity to speak to you. And I will be in touch. Yay, it was wonderful to speak to you. Thank you so much. And I'm excited for the second round because, yes, now you have the background yes. and now we have to get into the into the, the, the into meaty the stuff. <laughs> Definitely. I really, really yes. am interested. And may God bless you and your family. Thank you. Thank you. You too, Palesa. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> well, as you can hear, Alette is one hell of a woman and she is rising to the occasion. In this chapter, we unravel a whole woman who is confident, loving and caring and also kind to herself and realizes that the journey is quite long. We cannot forget ourselves in the process. She went out into the world, fell in love, rose in love and became the kind of person that she's proud of. I hope you got what I got from this chapter and I hope that you also try in your own little way to find out what is your next chapter and what is your story when it comes to failure and how do you reshape your story to make sure that others come together. Your community is your wealth and remember whatever you're doing reflects back to you. I'm Balisas Homozumutumi. I'm the host of The Mosest on this next chapter series. And this is our way of bowing out for the second season. I hope you will enjoy the third season as much as I've enjoyed recording it. I'll see you in the next chapter. <laughs>